podcasts from the cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. So, we're going to talk to our second guest today, David Smythe. David is a director with the Swansway Group and has very kindly come into the studio. Good morning, David. Good morning. You're, you're a director with the Swansway Group, so you're hands-on, you're at the cutting edge of, of the motor industry, um, sales that is. Um, give us a helicopter view of the, con- the condition of the industry in 2023. Uh, well, at the moment, I think we're in a great, great space. Um, the last two years have been actually very good for the motor trade. Um, we've, we've just had our best two years that we've ever had in 20 years in business in, in crew. Um, used car values are holding up extremely well at the moment. Um, and because of the shortage of uh, production, um, it's been very good for us. Uh, but that, that production is now starting to come through and we're seeing more and more new cars. So, do, do you see, we, we've come from a, an awful place with the pandemic, yeah. uh, uh, and I know it, it didn't affect you as much as it perhaps affected the hospitality industry, for instance, um, but but you've uh, you've managed to weather the storm. Well, uh, when it first happened, um, Des, I, we saw everything that me and my family had worked for for, for um, 50 years just disappearing down, down the pan, so it was quite f- frightening at the time. Um, but once we got our head round it and we could see that people still wanted and needed to buy cars, um, we found it extremely good. You're saying about the, um, the well, just off air, uh, David, about the changes to electric vehicles, and I know that uh, Boris Johnson announced in 2020 that um, they were going to ban the sale of new petrol and diesel cars uh, by 2030 or in 2030. How realistic do you think that is? I think it's totally unrealistic. Uh, there's not a, there's not a cat in hell's chance of that happening. Right. Um, okay. We haven't we haven't got the infrastructure, it, 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 the, the charging points. We haven't got the infrastructure to generate the electricity. Um, I'd, I think it, at the very earliest it'll be 2035. Right. So that that's a significant uh, slip in the uh, the time frame, isn't it? Um, with the, the the batteries, I know that um, we had a lot of news recently about Brit Volt or British Volt. It was a a government-supported um, startup to build the batteries. They, they, they use something like cobalt. Yeah. Um, but the trouble with cobalt is, it, it, there's a finite resource, isn't it? You know, there's only so much cobalt in the world, and some of the places it's mined in isn't the best. You know, Central Africa. So you just wonder how how long these people are going to be able to produce electric batteries as a permanent means of transportation. And we've got the actual changeover as well, haven't we? You know, when when we actually stop producing four-stroke engines, yes, then then we have to have everything in place to to pick up the slack. Uh, and which, that's why it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's why it's not going to happen. And, and in fact, we're finding that now. That, you know, there was an initial surge in battery-operated vehicles, and that has slowed down because people are actually finding that they're nowhere near as convenient to run they're great if you're only doing 20 miles to work and coming back and you can recharge it at night but if you go on a salient journey you go down to london or cornwall then you've got to really do some planning it's got and it'll take a significant lo- uh, longer time than it would have done normally when you can just pop into a petrol station and fill up with in 10 minutes now i know that um the the, the leaders in in the motor trade they're they're in touch with their associations with government yes but what kind of message are we giving government well, we're now starting to hear that 2030 is 
is, is, is not going to be a possibility and there's a lot more kickback but unfortunately the manufacturers have been told to, to gear up to that production um, and certainly we sell a lot of Volkswagen product they've invested billions of euros in battery operated vehicles and some right. of the plans for the future there's a sort of um, combination setup with not just the batteries which I think have a range of something like 200 miles on a full charge um, there's a link to hydrogen uh, fuel cells as well I personally think that hydrogen will be the end solution. You know, it, there's an abundance of, of hydrogen in the world and the only trouble we've got with hydrogen at the moment is storing it because it's highly, highly inflammable. Um, so they need to get over that, but they will, they will. Um, I may remember driving a Toyota hydrogen car 10 years ago over in Tokyo and it drove great. Um, Toyota have just brought out a new one. And I think only today JCB have announced that they've invested a billion pounds in hydrogen technology to power their machines. And it's, uh, as you say, it's highly flammable, but obviously, you know, hydrogen, when it's burned, it creates water as the product and heat, doesn't it? So yes. it's totally green. Do you think they're missing a trick, maybe, and not, not investing further in hydrogen? I think, I think that the battery-operated vehicles was the immediate solution. I think the long-term solution, because again, the, they'll have to put the infrastructure in for hydrogen mm. and the means of storing it, has got to be hydrogen. Yes, yeah, well, it's interesting because um, petrol is highly flammable, so you, yes. you're driving around in a potential bomb anyway yes. with, with a tank full of petrol. So there's little difference between a tank full of petrol and a tank full of gas, really. Well, is, is <laughs> you think not. I mean, they're both, like you say, highly flammable. Um, we just need to get, and uh, Toyota have just come out with a new car that, that's able to do that, um, in fairness to them. Yeah, we just need to... I've seen a picture of, I think, the Toyota Mirai. That's right. right. Yeah, it yeah. Looks, looks like a, any normal saloon, looks yes. a very uh, good-looking car, really. Yeah. Do you think there are su is sufficient interest to, to, to push government into a different direction? Not at the moment, but I think that will build. That yeah. will build. I mean, the, the Germany, I think, are looking into the hydrogen cell, aren't yes. they? Yeah, well, the I think everybody's Japanese, looking into definitely. hydrogen. Um, uh, they see that hydrogen, certainly for um, heavy goods, is the w they see as the way forward. But I think that's also going to be the, uh, the case for cars because it's going to be a lot easier to be able to plan your journeys and have extended long journeys uh, with hydrogen. It's interesting that we're sort of looking one step beyond the current plan, which is for lithium-ion batteries with all of their sort of polluting properties for cobalt and lithium that need to be recycled, and we're looking beyond that to hydrogen as the next step. You wonder why they don't sort of cut out the middle step and go straight to hydrogen, <laughs> really. I wonder if we've got a relationship between a tank full of gas and and the the number of miles you can do is is there any figures i don't know i don't no. know of any i did see some no. des when i was looking into some figures before and apparently it, it's broadly similar to petrol when you fill the tank up with hydrogen it, they, they can work on a similar sort of basis the uh, electric vehicles apparently have a range of around about 200 miles before they need a charge they do but i think as the battery technology gets better that range will get extended in fairness. Yeah. Um, and there's the whole question around infrastructure. I mean, the government to put a policy paper out, electrical vehicle infrastructure strategy, is a bit of a tongue twister, but they're basically admitting in that that they haven't got the infrastructure in place, that there simply aren't the places to charge it. If you live in the city, you might not even have a drive to put the car on to charge it, so there's talk well, this of is true, yeah. charging from lampposts well, and this I thing. mean, there's a lot of terraced houses in crew with people that have cars because you struggle to get down the street, and I don't know where they're going to charge them up. Be like Brad, won't it? The the Boswells are charging the house from the lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. Don't laugh. 
<laughs> it's on the way. Yeah. I, I think that um, putting charging units on lampposts is a, is a, will happen anyway because you've got an actual source of power there. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. It's, but, I mean, it, it's interesting to see how it will develop, but I'm conscious that we've got a change of government as well, so, uh, you know, you never know who's going to be in power next and what their view on it is, and it could all change in a, in a, in a day's announcement from Downing Street, Oh, absolutely. It? Policy can change in the blink of an eye when you've got an election. Because so. I think, in fairness, the UK were ahead of the rest of Europe with 2030, weren't they? Right. We don't have to do 2030. Like you say, it's what the, the politicians would aspire to. And Boris Johnson was the man who announced it in 2020, and he's not got a, a particularly great relationship with the truth, it seems. So, <laughs> David, before you go, what what does the future hold for the Swansway Group? Are you going to have to do in 2016? I, I, I think we're in a great spot. Um, we're, 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 we're looking to expand. We're currently looking at uh, a number of Chinese manufacturers because I think that's the next game changer that's going to be on the on the on the table. Um, in the same way as when I was eight or nine, Toyota came into this country and I was ridiculed at school because my dad used to sell Toyotas. I think the same is going to be true of the Chinese. Right. Interesting. Mm. So, are they making vehicles at the minute? I know they're into yes. everything else. So. No, they're, they're making some great vehicles. Oh, they are? Yeah, they are. Very did I, interesting. Did I read that the production of the Mini is moving uh, to the Far East as well? Is it, have I, I've not heard that. I don't, I don't know if I picked that up, but that's a rumour I've just made it up. I'm Relationships sure. aren't at their best at the moment with, <laughs> with China. Yeah. So, so I think we're going to have to mend that first Probably. before we start doing business with them. But anyway, we do appreciate you coming in and we do thank you for your wise words. Thank you. And uh, we're gonna, we, we'll be watching which direction it's going and most likely invite you back on in six months just to see where, where we're up to. It'll be a pleasure. Thank you very much, Thanks, David. David. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.